Uh, hello. Look, before we start, I just want to let you know that this is the audio podcast of the 9pm Edicts Public House Forum Number 7, recorded at the Royal Exhibition Hotel in Surrey Hills. Quite a nice little pub. Uh, but there is also a video recording over on YouTube, which is exactly this same content, but with, you know, video from a very bad camera angle, which I wasn't paying attention to. But if you would prefer to see the pictures, uh, head over to my YouTube channel. I think you can work out where to find it. The following episode of the 9pm Edict is being recorded live. It's likely to contain strong language, adult themes, and some very bad ideas. Saturday the 29th of April 2023, welcome to the Royal Exhibition Hotel in Surrey Hills, Sydney. Welcome to the first public house forum since the time to 2018. Hello, I'm Stilgarian, this is the 9pm Edict, and we are live. Hello everyone. Now I hope you'll keep the noise going for our special guests who in fact met each other on this very podcast back in 2016 on a rainy afternoon much like this one at the Hurstville Ritz Hotel. Very classy stuff. To my immediate left, it's cartoonist from the Sydney Morning Herald, friend of the pod, Kathy Wilcox. Kathy Wilcox! And to my far left, so to speak, that, that thank, thank you. That's that's the that was the joke. Yep. Another great friend of the pod. You know him from ABC TV seven thirty, from SDF TV's The Feed, from Pointless Australia. It's satirist and Australia's inaugural celebrity mastermind, oh. Mark Humphrey. Oh, thank you, thank you, friends. Thank you. And over on my right, that fourth microphone. It's nothing to do with the man sitting next to it. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Except they haven't turned up, have they? You can't see that they haven't turned up, so maybe that won't happen. Uh, Kathy, Mark, yeah. Hello. welcome. Hello. Thank you for your time this afternoon again. It's fabulous. Uh, you both watch a lot of politics and do stuff in response to politics. We're one year into the Albanese Labor government. The federal budget is on the 9th of May, just 10 days away. How do you, how do you rate Albo's performance so far? Mm. Well, me, you first. Well, no, you please, me? ladies first. Uh, okay, so um, so you know how sometimes things are, things are really bad and and uh, and you get disappointed and stuff and then and then you feel like you you kind of you become inured to things being disappointed and you just massage your expectations down and yes. and, that, and that helps you f to get through the next little period and then then something good happens for a little bit and then oh like after 10 years or 9 years of really really you know terrible government then something new comes in and you go do I dare to and then after a little while you go no I don't I don't dare I don't dare to you know some things some things yes there's some things good <laughs> There are some things good, but there's also some things not so good. Uh, would you would you like to uh, name some of the things good? No, things, things good. Things well, not good. Well, well, good on Albo for. Um, oh, I should have thought about this, but well, good on Albo for for, uh, for set, having a go. Setting. For having it's, a it's, go. It's, it's, it's the vibe. Is that what you're saying, Kathy? No, good vibe. on him for getting the voice uh, referendum happening. Yeah. You know, in motion. We don't know how, how it's going to go, but that was a promise that that. He, that he, you know, led us to believe he would be doing and he has 
proceeded in good faith. I was reading a thing, though, from an American commentator who said that the voice will lead to communism. <laughs> I'm really interested to look at all of the things in the past that where things were predicted to be absolutely terrible because I would like to recall on this occasion the fact that the same-sex marriage uh, or marriage equality bill uh, was going to lead to people marrying their pets. Yeah, and the, and, and, um, and the Harbour Bridge, Erica Betts, thank you very that's much. That's right, there. the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> Quick so the round of applause for Erica Betts. Former <laughs> Senator Erica Betts. <laughs> oh, that didn't go down. Uh, so. Yeah, that was, that was ill-advised. <laughs> so, so I like to listen to those, you know, what, would, what could possibly happen if um, and, uh, and, and try and, you know, call up past examples of all those things that could possibly happen but actually never did. And um, and we're in a particularly dense time of, of that. But, you know, talking about a, the voice might be... A dense time. We're a in a dense, dense time, time. A dense... I, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I did a cartoon about it, like, I guess last year, shortly after the announcement that there was going to be... When, when, the, um, when the, the statement that Albo made where he said that we were going to pursue this and it was at that... What was the name of the conference that he was at that was in Central Australia? But Miss Pole Dance Australia. No. Um, and, um, no. We'll go with that answers. until we can fact check it. But, I, yeah. but I, I kind of, you know, did, I did a cartoon about the fact that here we go, we're going to have this sort of the balance in on, on the television is going to be between um, good faith, uh, good, goodwill and bad faith sort of thing, that, 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 the, that the proponents of bad faith arguments were going to be putting up their stuff as if it were a, an example of balanced debate. And uh, yes. we're totally watching that happen now. Oh, yeah. Mark, you, are, you, you of course, are completely free to say as an ABC, empl- mm. uh, well, contractor, employee, empl- contractor. Contractor, yes. Contractor. Yeah. You still can't say anything because uh, yeah. Jared Henderson will have a go at you, won't he? <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, yeah, that's... that's, that's <laughs> I, I, I've, only I, I, been, yeah. I've only been mentioned once by... Only once? By Jared Henderson. Oh, I, oh, it's, oh, it's weekly so for me, but... Yeah. Um, and you I only make a sketch once a fortnight. You his book. What was that? Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. although he claims he didn't send it. Oh, right. But he, I, I was le- named in his book of the, of the media pile on against uh, George Pell, so that's kind of a badge of pride. Oh, I, excellent. I, I put it in the bin, though. I didn't, oh. I didn't read it. Sad. Oh, Did he, he sign it? <laughs> Oh, what a cunt. <laughs> but yes, obviously, yes. Working for the ABC, I have no opinions about <clears throat> Anything. Uh, federal politics whatsoever. Mm. But if I were forced to... <laughs> yeah. So, but, well, I mean, obviously you don't have any opinions, but could you imagine Someone what else's opinion. <laughs> someone else's opinion. I mean, sure. if, if you, if you talk to people might say. with a similar background, <laughs> yes, what yes, sort of things they might say. say. So people say, people I've heard say, people say. I've heard people say. I've heard people say. I don't know. I feel like maybe is the honeymoon over... Is it, This is the week where maybe the honeymoon is starting to... We're starting to be wrapped up. I just felt uh, like we're, we're, we're just so everyone, if you're keeping track at home, we're still talking about elbow, not <laughs> Jared, not the honeymoon with Jared Henderson. No, no, not, <laughs> not, not my, not the honeymoon post marrying the bridge. Um, and uh, so I just, I just think this week I've seen a lot more people sort of just, just testing the water, just going, how are we feeling? Are we happy yeah. with the, the situation here, huh? or are we feeling a little bit disappointed? I think the the job seeker thing in terms of having a panel. Uh, you know, a government-appointed panel uh, 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 say this is not good enough, and then sort of okay, noted. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, in, um, in principle. Yes, yes, thank you. Your recommendations are noted. That's it, yeah. And uh, But look, there have been some up plus sides this week. Obviously, uh, Prime Minister's going to Carl Sandilands wedding. I think we're all excited about uh, that. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, Carl Sandilands wedding, everybody. That's it. Oh, we're all going, aren't we? We all got yeah. an invite? Yes. Um, yeah. But you're no? lost in the post, was yours? Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. I'm, I missed this missive. And so is, was Carl Sandilands not already married before? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, a new one. Or? I, I. Does anyone out there in the audience uh, have like a, a count no, on Carl Sandilands marriage, marriage <laughs> count? I, I do know that this marriage is with a woman who was until a certain point his his personal assistant. Oh, at okay. The radio station. Sure. That's that's how it works in radio. Um, still, and then I just warn you that that's why you should keep on act, uh, working solo here. I, I worked in radio for a long time, and I can say quite, quite frankly, this did not happen to me. But then, oh God, <laughs> I, I've just re- I've just remembered a story which Australia's robust defamation laws prevent me oh, from from telling. Oh, boo. No, no, no. Only one of the people involved is dead. Uh, the other one. Isn't well, because she was she was quite a lot younger. Oh, okay. Um, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can defame the dead one. <laughs> I can defame the dead one, and no one will work out who the other person was. Maybe I should just like kill the mics to yeah. the live stream. That's it. Yeah. No, it was back. It was back in Adelaide. None of you will know the people involved because you're here in Sydney. Can, can you tell the story without names? Can it kind of just be what the what the, the nature of the anecdote was? Uh, well, it was just one one of the presenters at a at a random government owned broadcaster in South Australia. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, that that did daily radio programs. Uh, one of the presenters who may or may not have may or may not have, but we he did. Um, <laughs> there, there was a, a technical producer. Uh, oh God, I feel no, like I you can't, can't do no, this. That's fine. I'll no, let you go. I seriously I'll can't you go. do this story. Okay, so go and speak to Still after the show, and he'll tell you the anecdote in person. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I keep seeing that red button labelled record there, sure. which I go, oh yeah, no, no, that was. Yes. That but anyway, was but thing. broadly speaking, I think I think I do get the sense sometimes that the Albanese government is still riding on the general sentiment of, yeah, but how shit with the Morrison government? <laughs> so and. Uh, and you know, they have an argument there. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. that's it. <laughs> um. Okay, so I, I, I think we need to uh, ask the people who've got, you know, take, taken time out of their busy Saturday afternoons to go to the pub, because uh, that would never happen otherwise. Um, and, and look, we're looking on a scale of uh, one to five, the effectiveness of the Albanese government during its first year, according to your satisfaction. Who, reckon, who reckons they're... Worth a one. Make some noise. Which is which is good. Yeah, which is good. Uh, five, five is good. One is not. Okay. Do you people not know how integers work? They, they, they're called numbers. Sickles. 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 Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, we'll start again. <laughs> one out of five for the Albanese government. Make some noise. Yeah. Oh, okay, there's one, one person up the back who's... <laughs> I, no in trouble. But that was maker. Peter Dutton. Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Dutton, please. I, I like how Peter Dutton has suddenly grown hair back. Oh. You know. Okay. okay. When, when, do, when do Scott Morrison's hair plugs kick in? Remember when everyone was obsessed saying, oh, he's got hair plugs. I'm waiting for those to kick in. Well, I have. You can see it in the photos. Oh, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but, then they, he, but then he'd appear and it would look just as, as 
fast as ever. Exactly. I don't think he I ever think, had I him. don't think he ever had him. I think that was a crock of shit. But anyway. Wait, wait, we're still talking about Let's get to number head. two. Let's Gov- get to number two. Let's get two, two. For the Albanese government, rating two out of five. Make some noise. Okay. Lady at the back, thank you. Three out of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you can stop there. I think, yeah. I think we've settled on three. No, we, we, we mate. We're gonna see it through. There's no point doing a joke unless you take it through. Oh, the sorry. Grim, bitter end okay. of the joke. Four out of five for the Albanese government. Make some noise. <laughs> oh, and I think we, we've covered everyone here. But in case there's anyone left, who reckons five out of five full marks oh my for the Albanese oh, government? There you go. There we go. Yes. One gentleman in the. Uh, uh, non non grey jacket. Thank you. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Burgundy. Burgundy. Burgundy jacket. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Okay. Well, the, the consensus there is three out of five for Albo. Okay. That's Wait. well. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I reckon that, that that's in keeping with with the you know massaging your expectations down. Uh, not not hoping for a messiah. That sounds dirtier than it should. I know. Massage so, your expectations yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. I mean, just like in the privacy of your own home. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other things in the news this week, of course, uh, were that famous Australian comedian and drag performer Barry Humphreys died this week. Uh, Mark Humphreys, any relation? Uh, this is a bombshell. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I know that he's uh, recently done a, uh, just before he died, they did a Who Do You Think You Are? Oh, uh, did he? Which will air soon. Oh, that's not been on air Yes, yet. on SBS. Tuesday night. Thank and, you, Maria. And to the best of my knowledge, I'm not in it, so I'm, I'm suspecting that we're not related based on the fact that I never got a call about it. But, um, yeah. No, but maybe, I, maybe he disowned you. Uh, well, it's possible. I think he, well, he is friends with, um, you know, Australia's greatest satirist, Rowan Dean. And... Um, <laughs> So stands to reason, but um, no. I mean, I saw Barry Humphreys. Uh, did we all see him live at some point? Did we? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. yeah. Yep. I probably saw him live. But yeah. Okay. Can we do that same question again, <laughs> but only people under the age of forty? Oh. Who, <laughs> who there you? are no people under forty I here. Am exactly. Uh. I'm actually looking around. I, one, there is one person here under the age of 40. Who under 40 goes to a Saturday afternoon pub podcast? About politics. A, About a, politics. A, a bloody legend, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just pouring myself another drink here. All right, so so all of, all of us old people... Mark, you're under 40, aren't you? Yes, I'm... Uh, yes, yes, 37. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Unless, exactly. unless you ask your co-contestant on Win the Week. Uh, yes, that's right, who said that I looked like I was in my late 40s. Yes, uh, that was uh, deeply demoralising. She was, she was very young. That though. was very rude. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw, I saw Barry Humphreys maybe four times, and I used to love the, uh, you know, I just prayed for those people in the front row who would either, A, be spat on by Les Patterson, uh, or B, I remember one couple got pulled out of the audience by Dame Edna, and forced to sit on stage for the rest of the show uh, at a little kind of... Or he basically set up a little t- uh, sort of restaurant table for them with a kind of red and white checkered kind of Italian restaurant. Oh, uh, I've seen that done. Yeah, yeah, I was in one of those. Um, tablecloth. And then he ordered... Damon and then ordered food for them from a restaurant. And then the um, Italian restaurant uh, delivery person had to walk out on stage 
just in shock of this walk, walk out onto the stage of the State Theatre. And then this couple had to sit there on stage and eat dinner um, <laughs> while Dame Edna did her show. I remember the woman really got into it. The, the, the husband was mortified. But um, uh, yeah. I, I can imagine. Who, who here, given that everyone except two people are over 40, um, remembers the Doug Anthony All-Stars? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I... I for random reasons, knew Paul McDermott before they were famous, when they came to their very first Adelaide Fringe and were just... They didn't have any shows. They just started busking and ended up becoming best actor, the best new actor of the Fringe, you know, whatever year it was. So I ended up becoming friends with their friends, showbiz friends, um, early up. I then went to see one of their shows at the Cabaret Theatre at the Adelaide Festival Centre... And I was on a media table right right down the front. And during the first half, there was this bit where they all went, ran out into the audience and caused mayhem and ran back. And as they ran out, Richard Fiddler, Fiddler, sorry, we have to say, don't we? Because Richard, Richard Fiddler does sound bad, doesn't it? Because you know what the abbreviation for Richard is, right? Yeah. Still, please. No, 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 I'll leave everyone. Everyone is an adult. They can fill in the rest of the, the joke for themselves. Let's move this anecdote on. Still. Okay. Richard Fidlow came rushing past me, and as he came past, he just said, second half, don't be sitting here. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at the interval, I... I was at the bar and met a lovely couple. They were had they were seats way up the back and said, "Look, oh, you're enjoying the show." I said, "Look, I've seen them before. No, our first time. Oh, look, that's fabulous. Um, I've seen them before. I've got r- really good spot down the front at that. Yeah, let's swap seats. I'm happy to up it. You know, I've seen the show before. Those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were victim, and this was when uh, Doug Anthony All Stars were at their their height of a grip aggressive comedy. Can we say that? Um, transgressive. transgressive says someone in the audience. It's um, a bit before my time, so I'm not really across the dogs. Oh, I'm afraid. Fuck. The boy yeah. under forty doesn't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I only know Paul McDermott from Good Newsweek, so that's uh, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Do you know who Doug Anthony? Do you know who Doug Anthony is? Is the question was from the audience. Was he a, form, a former MP? But I don't know to what uh, that's the extent. Of yeah, he was a National oh, Party leader. Right. Yep. Yeah. And was this he just unremarkable? Was he? Is that the? Uh, it was more about the hairdo comment from the audience. Um, the the main deal was, of course, as National Party leader, he he was Deputy Prime Minister mm-hmm. during the Fraser government. I want to say yes. Says people, good. Thank you. Um, and he. Uh, in his role as as acting prime minister, he he did so from a caravan on his property down in the south of New South Wales somewhere. I don't know the exact details. <laughs> Tweed, oh, north. Thank you, Tweed Valley, north. Gosh, yeah. I I, I should be old enough to know all this. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I am that old, but. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone in the audience. This is really cheers for yeah. Doug Anthony, Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> so, so but, but, but was the joke that he was utterly unremarkable, or was yeah. he a character? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, why you right. need, he needed an all stars. He needed all stars. He was to yeah. hype him up. Right. Yeah. Explaining the joke Comedy always was really helps. Diff- yeah. Different yeah. Than those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ABC paid for it for starters. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, moving moving on. Uh, a quick change of subject. Uh, as yeah, gotta 
play the theme, right? That's the whole mock current affairs thing, which this isn't. Uh, as regular listeners to this podcast will know, Mr Elon Musk is our patron cunt. And hasn't he been in the news recently? Now, maybe some people are sick of him, but he is the second richest man on the planet, at least at the time of recording. And that means he influences what happens in the world. We've seen things happen with Twitter. We've seen things happen with, with SpaceX. I pause while I look in the audience for the people who said they'd be here to join me for this segment, and they are not. That's that's really embarrassing. I'll name and shame them shortly. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we're now your experts on the, yeah, on yeah. the space program. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, look, look, fuck it. I'll say the names now. Rami Mandau, who's an astrophysicist and founder of media site SpaceAustralia.com, and Dr. Alice Gorman, a.k.a. space archaeologist Dr. Space Junk, yeah. both friends of the pod. This is both said they'd be here. Yeah. This is a great idea for talk shows, just announcing guests that aren't on the show. Just yeah, yeah. Oh, well, who else isn't there? Yeah. It's, it's a oh, who's who. You, you don't, oh, no, I won't. Bl- no, fuck it. I was really trying hard to get Nina Yama on the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- this was first scheduled for the 1st of April, and her excuse was her show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival was that day. Uh, well, yeah. uh, I was completely free for months. I had nothing <laughs> yeah. on. That's absolutely, it. you know. We, so were, we, we were coming to you with dates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then, and then, when we moved it to today, the 29th of April, I, I said, I don't suppose. And he said, oh no, I'm still away. And I, no, she, I, I, she works <laughs> for money still. Yeah, I think that's the thing. yeah. I think that, yeah. that she's she's actually been doing really fabulous stuff. Yes, exactly. That's, we yeah. wish her well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have just been very rude to someone I really <laughs> I really like and would love to get on the podcast. Right. And from all accounts, she is a lovely human being. Yeah. I believe you know her, Mark. Yes, and does the dump button go back three minutes or how long does uh, it operate? Mate, if, if I hit this and then hit the, the format card button, we go back. My Ow, we go back forever. My dad claims to be the first um, ABC presenter to have used the dump button um, on ABC Radio. It's uh, he was hosting a program back in the seventies. It was a gardening program with Alan Seal. Does that name mean that that rings Alan a bell? Seal. Yeah. Alan Seal. Alan Seal. Yes, he sounded Alan Seal. Even when my mother was at the late stages of dementia. <laughs> I could like walk most into, of the ABC radio audience, to, to be perfectly honest. Well, I could walk in to see her with some flowers and because she, she loved her flowers, and I'd say, Mum, there's some camellias for you. <laughs> and she'd go, yes, camellias, <laughs> because we always loved Alan Seal with his lace bugs I and sh- aphids <laughs> and things like that, the, the little pests. That get into the flowers in the garden. So, the, yep. The so word that, well, that was just a joke on the Naked Vicar show. Well, the, the call <laughs> from the audience was this was just a joke on the, na- the Naked Vicar show. No, this, this was definitely a thing. Yeah, the, whenever my dad tells this anecdote, which is often, um, <laughs> they, uh, the word he always uses with Alan Seal was a. Uh, Secateurs. Secateurs was the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was the famous one. So anyway, uh, they're doing this. Uh, oh yeah, they're doing this, right? There is a, there is a point to this. And um, <laughs> yeah. no, mate, mate, there's no point to any of no, this. Let's no, be totally no, clear. Point, point less is over. This is now point. There's now point. Uh, and uh, oh, so I see what you did there. Thank Excellent you, thank callback you, yeah, so for long time listeners. Anyway, so uh, and on the they had this gardening segment, and someone called in. 
Uh, people would call in with questions for Alan and uh, Saturday morning, nine a.m. on ABC right? local radio. So, I, I used go. to well, eight a.m. Sorry, eight a.m. to nine a.m. I used to occasionally produce the equivalent <laughs> one in Adelaide. All right, okay. Eight a.m. to nine a.m. Saturday mornings, gardening talk back. One of the highest ratings. Like. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy we had on in Adelaide, but he was the well, he was the head gardener for the Adelaide Botanic Gardens. Okay, it was a separate a name for the previous anecdote, thing. hopefully. Yeah, different yes, name. Yes, okay. okay. Oh, shit. Back to us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to condense this anecdote now. So anyway, basically, someone calls in and they say, oh, yes, I've got a question for Alan about uh, I am um, – basically, I live near uh, – sorry, I'm trying to grow uh, marijuana, um, but um, my fence only goes so high and I'm concerned about the, the cop looking over the fence so uh, do you have any advice for is there any way to basically bonsai a marijuana plant because I'm looking to uh, restrict the height without affecting the yield um, and apparently Actually, that Al- should work yeah apparently Alan Seal just sort of froze up and um, my dad just had to uh, <laughs> had to dump that so that was the end of that that's, that's a shame because there's actually some and I know from my time producing the Adelaide equivalent to this show is that there are, there are things you can actually do um, Okay, so 40 years no, later, here is the answer to no, the question. No, 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 I, I can't remember the answer. But I do remember... Um, oh, this, is fa- this is fabulous. I'm going to tell the fucking story anyway. Um, we, had, we had a competition, um, and it was unfortunately after another presenter at the ABC had screwed us being able to get gifts to give away as prizes that weren't ABC things. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, I think, I mean, D- Dan Illich often jokes that, uh, you know, his, his early payments when he worked for uh, Andrew Denton was um, uh, uh, transcripts from enough rope. That's what he was paid in. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, this, this was, the, and it happened because it was a radio presenter in Adelaide, and I won't say which one, but it was with the ABC. And, and he'd been getting on uh, James Strong, who was then head of Qantas, uh, to, do, to talk about various things. Um, in the uh, that were happening in travel and whatever, and he was uh, getting really quite good deals from Qantas and free flights and other things in exchange for that. I mean, he was ex-commercial radio, but he brought with him some some tricks that you really aren't allowed to do on the ABC. So instead of having like interesting prizes for the Saturday morning. Sorry, is anyone still awake here? Should I just kill this story? Okay. Uh, um, no, we've got a commercial break. Yeah, well, commercial break. We've got an interval coming up. Um, we gave away as the prize, him plus the presenter plus me, uh, a full day Saturday labour in, in your garden. Oh, wow. So right, that okay. was a random... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we fluked out. We got a garden that wasn't like a... A, a, a wilderness that needed complete re- reworking. It was actually quite a perfectly good garden, suburban garden, that just, yeah, we, we spent the day tidying it up. And and the lady of the house uh, made an excellent lunch and brought wine and things, so that was fabulous. And afterwards we went back to the presenter's house and... and oh, no one had bongs. Um, and he had some pot plants and the, the guy from the Botanic Gardens, like... Trimmed it out, and our presenter was going, what the fuck have you done? It's like, you've left me with a stick in a pot. You know, there is nothing... What, what have you done? He said, just wait, just wait. And in spring, this perfectly spherical growth came out from the head of this stick in a pot. <laughs> and it was just magnificent. <laughs> so you can do the same things with there dog you go. plants, yeah, boys and girls. Alan Seal, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Seal. Alan Seal, except that wasn't Alan Seal. Yeah. 
Uh, we were Camellias. Yes. Yes. Why are we talking about Elon Musk? Didn't I start oh, this segment Elon, by talking oh, about Elon Musk? Yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. And the. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You, you wanted to, you wanted to talk about Albanese and Elon Musk instead. It's become Doug Anthony and Alan Seal. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that reflects the audience. Uh, <laughs> of, of, well, well, I think it does. You know, both and, here and, and online. So and I, I will say did, did no, 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 no. I'm looking this up. <laughs> it's better be good still. I I was meant to send these two lovely people some notes last night, and I didn't because I went to bed earlier. And then Mark. Uh, Mark, Mark emailed me this morning and say, hey, you've got any notes? And I did send back some notes and I will say, here's one of the lines in said notes. I expect you both to completely derail proceedings at the earliest opportunity. Yeah, someone had to. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty <laughs> fucked, wasn't it? We were just not doing well. Elon Musk, do we want to talk about Twitter or do we want to talk about SpaceX. Uh, well, I know more about Twitter than I do about SpaceX. I can do SpaceX so. stuff. Yeah, uh, and in matters space, I kind of feel a bit like when when with, when you're out with a dog, and the <laughs> there's a possum at night, and and the possum the dog knows there's a possum around somewhere, but the possum's gone up the tree, and so I wish it you is could see effectively Mark's face at this point. It is, it is it's invisible mystified. to the dog because it's gone up, and dogs only operate on this on this two D sort of plane. And I feel like I'm like that in the world, that oh, okay. if it's about space, it's up there and it just doesn't concern me. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll look at the moon, I'll look at the stars, but give me, you know, Brian Cox talking about millions and billions of... No, of, no that uh, wasn't Brian so Cox. So, so that was... <laughs> so that the, was Carl Sagan said that. Millions and millions? Billions and billions. But so, Brian Cox is always talking about millions too. and billions. Right. You know? Yeah, but he was in G-Ring, so, you know... He's you, always talking about... Anyway, and so sending things up into space is just like, I don't know. It's just so basically you're saying that you're, as far as cartoonists go, you're first dog on the ground. Is that what you're saying? Perhaps, yes. To infinity and, and within. Infinity <laughs> and within. Uh, round of applause for a fabulous joke there from Kathy Wilcox. Uh, okay, so I, I was, you know, in case Rami and Alice didn't turn up the cuts, I was going to ask... <laughs> Um, you know, how does... I've ruined that. They're not going to come back. Nina's, yeah, you, Nina's not going to come back. You just, you just she wasn't here in the first place. Losing friends rapidly here still. <laughs> I was going to ask, what, what is your relationship with, with space? You know, your spacey experience. Haven't, haven't been yet, but, yeah. uh, you know, open to a free ticket. Uh, <laughs> Would you fly on Elon Musk's SpaceX Starship <laughs> given this week's events? But, yeah, specifically this week's one? No. Yeah. no yeah. Well, you, not on that one, obviously, because no. that... Yeah. And you'd For those be, of you who didn't catch up, the, 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 it the, fall the, down, the, go boom. Well... You'd be assured that the ticket holders would yes. be quali quality people because they would have paid $8 a month for their subscription to get on to that rocket. So you'd oh, be really pay a hell of a lot more. Okay, no, I mean, the good news is it was a test flight, so there was no one on it. Right. Uh, it did not fall down, go boom, as, as people in the cheap seats over there have reminded us the, the official term is rapid unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's the new conscious uncoupling, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but if you have a if you have a look at the the launch pad, which is totally destroyed, apparently this is the news. We we'll destroyed the rocket and the launch. Pad. The launch. Pad. The all rocket right. didn't blow up until thing. But, but but what happened is that all of the rocket scientists, you know how we have that phrase, rocket science. All of the rocket scientists had said 
No, our launch pad needs to have these ducts to take away the flames and the water and all the things so they don't damage the rocket. We need to get all of this hot gas from the rocket away. And Musk had apparently said, no, 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 we don't need all that stuff or whatever. Yeah. So what happened is when the rocket took off, it completely destroyed the launch pad beneath it because there was nothing to take away the, the flames and the blast and whatever, Brilliant. which then damaged the rocket itself. So when it came to separating the first stage from the second, right. it didn't so correctly. That, so that spoils the, the excuse that was given that, it, that uh, it wasn't a complete failure because there are always things learned from... From failure, but the thing well, learned I mean, there which was is true. The thing, the thing learned was if we'd done what they, the, the, what the experts said we should have done, it might have worked. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. something you could have foreseen, probably. Yeah, because it's <laughs> not. It's, I mean, it's not rocket science, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, dear. But yeah, well, or to put it better, rocket science is not a brand new thing. You know. But I think the trouble with it, with anything that that Elon undertakes is when you're so. Fucking rich. Uh, Actually, it doesn't matter what you spend your money on, does it? You're just like, oh, well, I can afford to spend it on this. And if that, you know, I'll sorry, I'm just, buy I'm just, this sorry, thing I'm online. Just spilling champagne. Yeah, it's yeah. not champagne. Generic sparkling wine. Yeah. When, you, when you go and, and, and buy something and, uh, and, you know, and it gets delivered and it comes and you open the box and you go, oh, that's not what I thought it was, there's no pain. You've, you've spent that money and it was not interesting and you can just put it in the bin because actually it didn't really matter because you've got more money and you can go and buy another one of it. So, so if your rocket um, blows up, you just go, oh, well, make me another rocket. And there's, nothing, yeah, there's, no, it, there's no sort of – there's no real investment as such. Except the Federal Aeronautics Administration of the United States of America has a different view on this. <laughs> and, and their view is essentially – if if that all fell apart and it all blew up, then maybe maybe we need to take a look at that before we give you permission to launch anything else. Right. Uh, much as Elon Musk hates the government and hates regulation and thinks just because he's the second richest person on the planet at the time of recording, that um, who's number one? I've missed this. Who's who? who? Uh, oh, Betoncourt. We did this the other day. Is it it's, Mrs. Betoncourt? It's it's of L'Oreal. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Oh, this bit of good. Yeah, it's one of the, it's either L'Oreal or Louis Vuitton. We did this the Mrs. other day. Mrs. L'Oreal. I don't know who it is. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's a double-barreled name, but right. but yeah, it's the L'Oreal. Um, 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 yeah. And where's girl. her rocket? Where's that going? I don't. Know. Well, I don't. I don't. Can you? Can you? Oh, that's terrible audio. Sorry. Can you fuel a rocket off? Off. Face cream. Well, this sounds like a test for Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a question about yeah, but Elon Elon dropped to number two. Probably um, more likely the toner. We did all this the other day. They might be able to use the toner more than the cream, like the which stuff has that, more alcohol. Yeah, in it. the toner. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 which is more flammable. Yeah, that's amazing because you really don't see women's faces catch fire as often as you might expect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. You expect it happens more often, Mark? This wasn't in the notes. Still, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things that no, weren't in the look, fucking notes. If, Just if, you if, wait till part two. If there two. was any chance that it made you look a little bit younger, people would be doing it. That is true. But we do know more about Twitter. Who here is on Twitter? Who? Yeah, uh, yes. Don't put your hand up. And, it's an audio. There. And make noise. Who's uh, on Twitter? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and who are the who are the happy people who are not on Twitter? Well done. Round of applause. Yes, congratulations. Okay, okay to, be, to be fair, most of my audience is built on Twitter, so I'm kind sure. of fucked now that it's all becoming 
Nazi paradise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, can I say it's Kate in the it's Kate in the audience who's saying we're all moving to Mastodon now? But okay, she's saying don't say. Okay, it's not Kate. Um, a a random troublemaker. No, no, she's happy to own it. All right. She's waving chips at me while talking. Finish your chip, Kate. Finish your fucking chips. Don't shout with your mouth open, full of food. God, you're a grub woman. <laughs> Sorry, okay, but, okay. Shit, but Kate says... You're going to alienate every single person you know by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Look, I think on that note, it's probably a good thing if, if we took a break and, okay. re- and reconsidered our options. Uh, wonderful people. Uh, can we just say hurrah for our guests so far and we'll be back momentarily. Yes, this is the housekeeping segment, the intermission, where we refill our guests' drinks and tell you what's coming up. You should probably go and refill your drinks too. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, please subscribe in your podcast platform of choice. You know the usual things the podcast producers tell you to do. Like and subscribe and all that. Just look for the 9pm edict in your podcast app. You will find it. Now... There will be another of these Public House Forum episodes on Saturday the 27th of May, four weeks from now. It may or may not be in Sydney, though, so watch out for those details. And like so many of these podcasts, uh, so many podcasts, really, the 9pm Edict is supported by you, the generous listener. Please consider doing so. Go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip. If you're watching the video stream and I managed to get that up on the screen, uh, you'll see that there. But it's the 9pmedict.com slash tip. Uh, this episode, I want to thank Errol Cavett, who renewed his Edict Zero Two Schooner annual subscription, and uh, Dr. Trent Yarwood, who renewed his Edict Zero Three Cheeky Red annual subscription. And, uh, of course, it's an enormous thank you to everyone who supported the crowdfunding campaign, the 9pm Hardware Refresh 20. 23. Uh, That campaign paid for so much of the equipment used to create this podcast, including the MacBook Pro, the Sony uh, ZV-E10 camera, much more. I'll thank everyone at the end, so stay tuned to hear your name, and you'll all be listed on the website. But right now, I want to send... Very special thank yous to some of the more generous supporters, people who bought a conversation topic that's in alphabetical order. Crispin Harris, David Gorkridger, Dave Singer, David King, John Lindsay and Peter Sanderlins. And people who bought three trigger words, that's Garth Kidd, Gay Rainbow Anarchist, James Moore, Kimberly Heitman, Nick Andrew, Nikki Williamson... She's been on the pod, actually. Peter Viertel, Ridwin, Tim Bell, Travis Smith, Wade Balmer, and four people who choose to remain anonymous. And then there were 20 people who chose to receive no reward at all, even though some of them were among the most generous supporters of all. Thank you so much. If you'd like to join those people, please go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip and do the needful. And now... uh, while we're still off refilling our drinks and people are babbling in the background, um, some filler music until we come back for part two.
And of course, don't forget to go to the Royal Exhibition Hotel in Surrey Hills, Sydney. The Royal Exhibition Hotel. The Royal Exhibition Hotel. The Royal Exhibition Hotel. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen and, and everybody to part two of the 9pm edicts public house forum number seven uh, with, come on, let's remember this, it's Cathy Wilcox and Mark Humphreys. Now, before we took a break, um, we were talking about... Well-earned break, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fabulous. We went so many places. It was fantastic. Well, you want to come back, Cathy, to Twitter. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know whether you want to come back to Twitter, but we, to the topic. I, I feel that we didn't didn't explore um, Twitter so much as we explored um, um, Elon Musk and his and his um, space explorations, but but it is obviously kind of like Twitter's like a slow motion parallel of the Elon Musk uh, space explosion in that we're, we've we've been thinking that this that Twitter is exploding uh, for quite some time yeah. now, and and so we're just kind of carrying on, and we're kind of okay, one foot in Mastodon, but I'm still here in Twitter, and actually this is the place that I'm really familiar with, and I don't totally want to leave it, but it's so annoying, and if you keep on being annoying, I'm going to go to Mastodon, but I'm just going to go back to Twitter again because you know that's where the where my peeps are, that's where the people I know are, that's where I find out the stuff I need to know. I can't seem to find out the stuff I need to know on Mastodon, so I go back to Twitter to keep looking for the stuff I need to know, but I keep on encountering all these assholes who are all of I suppose Elon's $8 friends mm. and they're so and they're so bad and they're so um, mobilized and on on a couple of topics lately such as on the voice and on oh there was another another thing um uh, no, sorry, short-term memory. Um, uh, but we're well, on everything, really. On everything, there assholes. is a mobilised um, opposition that I've never seen before mm. on Twitter that that rises up and and kind of you know answers like a troll. And you think, how on earth have they happened upon my my thread? Except that they're doing this deliberately, and they are and they are put here on purpose to actually track down keywords and and um and fight back about it and say so there's a lot of time wasters and a lot of a lot of it's it's dickhead central there really <laughs> well indeed and and the algorithm the, the the algorithm or the algorithm one of the famous jazz bands of the 21st century um come on fucking laugh out loud oh, at very, least. very funny very yeah. funny very funny jokes <laughs> okay that's yeah Reading, reading your faces in the audience. So, yeah, that's that's not. But um, basically, people who have paid their eight bucks, well, verified people now, which is basically people who have paid eight bucks or people and Elon's also some very suck up yes, to, right, very famous people who who would not who would, pay eight bucks in a million years, <laughs> who are now denying yeah. any connection here, but they get a massive boost to appearing in your in your feed on Twitter. Um, and they can change that number at any time. The algorithm was made public, but it just has a lot of variables in it, and and those variables can be changed at any time. But this is this is what Mr. Musk wants, and we did, we did, we spoke in in part one about uh, his his uh, rocket blowing up, um, and someone made a comment, and we don't know what the comment was, but it was something about the Federal Aviation Administration and Musk and the rocket and regulation. But Musk was so annoyed, he didn't block that person. He actually deleted the tweet. 
Oh. He, he now used his ability as the owner of the platform to delete the tweet. Now, in fact, I would re- really be happy if, if $8 gave me the right to delete other people's oh, tweets. Yeah. I would oh. pay. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm with that. But the person who, who did tweet that originally said, okay, that is a thing that happened. Um, Mr. Musk owns the platform. He decided whether or not my thing should be published. That's no different. Vladimir Putin owns Russia and he gets to decide what news gets put in the... Um, well, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That is absolutely correct. And it's the same thing. And yeah. we're all happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, just, when he de- just, when he dele- just when he deletes you, it happens out of out, out window. But... Um, yeah. um, uh, I don't know what it is about windows in Russia, but they really do need to fix this. Yeah, no, they? my husband's an architect and, and, and I think re- the regulations, the building oh, regulations yeah. there are really terrible. Those, those, those windows sort of just fly over when any kind of a dissident or, or um, you know, opposing politician approaches them and, and yeah well and also they make the floors to the ground too low in oh, comparison to the windows i, I know too. kathy it's just yeah. they always put the ground like five or six stories down from the windows yeah that's yeah. just asking for trouble yeah the thing about this deleted tweet though and the guy deleted it, he said look musk owns the thing it's his it's his it's his pub he can decide well i'm paraphrasing here but it's his pub he can decide who can and can't come and drink the problem is He's always saying how he's a, a free speech extremist, mm. an absolutist, absolutist yes. but mm. then then just has a sook and deletes stuff and has mm. a back. So he's Which is where the Pope comes in. Oh and yes. I and and I just was catching on the, I, I, on the I, news. I don't have a dump button, but I'm putting my hand very oh, very no, no, firmly no, no. on your thing. No no no, I'm gonna the pope, speak the Pope has I, people. I know. I, like, he has people. <laughs> yes, people. No, no, no. I was thinking rather that uh, that I don't normally pay attention to what the Pope says, but apparently he was in Hungary and he's a little bit unhappy. I suppose I, I'm not quite sure how he feels about Viktor Orban and everything. Oh, but I, I can't imagine how a Pope in, <laughs> who's who's been quite forceful on on human rights and things feels about the current leader of Hungary. But, but he said something to the effect of, uh, and I was probably looking at my map at the time and so I probably wasn't paying total total attention to it, but it was to the effect that we are going through a time of, that it's like being, um, the, the world is run by, adole- by belligerent adolescents. And I thought, that is really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's right on. I've often thought that, that Twitter is like um, a, a world of belligerent adolescents. Um, and um, and Trump uh, elevated belligerent adolescents to to uh, or even belligerent toddlers to to a great height, and I think that's a really yes, that's quite the observation. Belligerent ad- adolescents rule, and what? I think the only solution is to become one. Oh, okay. Well, I just love how, that. Wait, how do yeah. you become an adolescent? I, I, you ask. Like you got to ask. Uh, ask Benjamin Button. I don't know, but um, the I love that I Twitter Blue is supposed to prioritise quality conversations. Isn't that the thing that that was? That, oh that's yes, what, that's the phrase now. Yes. That, that that yes, if you pay your eight bucks, it that's will prioritise yes, quality conversations. Still waiting to see one of these quality conversations that these eight because that's the, the, the dreadful thing is that whatever topic or tweet you click on, everything that is elevated in the responses. Is some eight dollar paying, you know, Elon Musk loving, you know, fuckhead, um, and it's. Uh, Notice here, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Humphrey said the word fuckhead. <laughs> I said fuckhead. He said worse things on this podcast yeah, I, before. I have, yeah. I have. Anyway, so it's. I thought we were allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you say what you it. Yeah. Say what you like. 
Anyway, it, it ain't what it used to me, be. I don't have any assets. They're yeah. screwed anyway. You're learning about Twitter Blue. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. You're looking it up too? To no, 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 no. I'm I'm asking ChatGPT uh, to write some questions. Offers early ac- for access the next to select features like edit, tweet, but it doesn't say I you am, can edit other people's edit, tweet. That's that's the thing that I that's uh, losing it with me. Uh, features, da, 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 customize their Twitter experience. This is very interesting listening to me read the internet. Um, <laughs> Help design uh, designed to help personalise Twitter and give early access to our newest feature before they're available to everyone. Like, how adolescent belligerent is that wanting to have something before other people? On the other and hand, yet, have you seen the queues outside have? an Apple store when a new yeah. iPhone comes out? Yeah. Like, the same... Yes, 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 random person in the audience, they still do that. <laughs> it's like the same phone will be available the day after or you can order it online and some and they will send it to you you don't have to sit out there like a cheap yeah. yep yeah. you know yep. back in There's our day more back things in i our don't day. understand about the world there's so much i don't understand <laughs> like wanting to to know something before before other people oh yeah i have asked chat gpt to write five questions to ask you they're fabulous i will get to that but Okay. Okay. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that this is not the glass jar of transparency because that's at home. This is the chemist warehouse plastic bag of translucency. Um, Round of applause for the chemist warehouse bag of translucency. Are they sponsoring you? No, I should, you shouldn't should. I? I should, yeah. yeah. Could, you know, like we could get fancier drinks for that. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, this is the house sparkling wine. Uh. Yeah. Um, but in this in this bag, I do have a script for this. I, no, Sunday, I know what it is. In this bag. Taxi! Taxi! For those who are only getting audio here, uh, still, uh, Still's words... Uh, um, his uh, pills are just kicking in. Yes. <laughs> fell out of his plastic bag and then a wine glass was dropped. So there we go. You got the I, words now, Still? Yep. <laughs> no, I know them there. In the uh, uh, plastic bag of translucency, <laughs> the chemist warehouse plastic bag of translucency, there are folded up pieces of paper. Each piece of paper has a word written on it, which has been paid for by one of the podcast supporters. Eight dollars? Oh, no. That's the right. Shitload more than that. Oh, okay. All 50 right. bucks, I think. Okay. Is it 50? I think it's 50. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Uh, in the hope that we'll get some conversation out of it. Cost of Okay. Living. Okay, who, uh, oh. Kathy, you can draw one out. Okay. Uh, and hand it back because you, you may not be able to read my writing or pronounce. Oh, I got too many. I too many. Yeah, yep, just go. the one. Just the one, please. Just the one. Uh, can you? All right. Uh, do I read the name of the person? If you, if so you, if, John if Lawrence. You can read. John Lawrence. I yes. assume is the person who has written it. Uh, firming strategy. Firming strategy. Firming strategy. Do you think firming strategy is like, are we using... A gentleman's product. Is it a, fir- a firming strategy? That's yeah. right. Or is it, uh, we are, are we firming our strategy? May, I, may not- I look at that, Cathy? Yeah. What is it? No, 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 no. no. It, it says firming strategy. Is John Lawrence here? No, he's no. in camera. All right. Okay. Can, so- yes, can he just call in right now and explain <laughs> what the hell he's on about there? Um, I have maybe, maybe. I mean, firming. 
muscle tone? Mark, yeah, you're, a, you're a pretty stacked and fit guy. What are your secrets? He's weedy. He's like a chicken. <laughs> well, I've, I've gone from stacked and fit to weedy within a second. That is exciting. Oh, that, that's, that's the kind of yes. dynamic action you can expect on this podcast. Yeah, because yeah, it's a podcast and you can't see that he's actually stacked and fit. No. Well, he is stacked and fit. I can say fit. anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I I wouldn't say no. Yeah. So yeah, what? Anyway. What's my firming strategy? Yes. Yes. That's where we're up to. Yeah. yeah, yeah before yeah. before I. The uh, so <laughs> is that an actual term? Is this is, is anyone heard? Has anyone heard of a firming strategy? Anyone before? in the audience heard of a firming <laughs> strategy? Is this is this a thing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Can I'm gonna. I'm going. Yeah. Ask ChatGPT. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. Actually, I've got a Chat GPT window open. Um, I will ask that. What is a firming strategy? I'm typing this live into Chat GPT. Artificial intelligence. Because I'm wondering if it's one of those things where you, when you don't know if something is a verb or a or, an, or a noun, and and they use it in headlines. Oh well, here we okay, go. Here we a go. a firming a firming strategy, according to a, a language model which has no concept of knowledge, truth, or anything, is a business plan or approach that a company uses to increase its financial stability, profitability, and competitiveness. Ah. The main goal of a firming strategy is to make a company's operations more efficient and effective. Reduce costs, increase revenue, and blah, blah, blah. so if you were to use it in a sentence, and then it says the same thing in three paragraphs. Right. So if you were to say it in a words. sentence, you would say Elon Musk does not have a firming strategy. Is that what you would say? He's dissolved his firming. He's dissolved strategy. his firming strategy <laughs> from the back. Um, Limping abso- strategy. Oh, oh, a flaccid strategy. Flaccid. It's gone limp. Yes. Have a, let's have another one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, John. I'll That's, I'll buy you a drink or something. You. John Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> thank, you, thank you also to Kathy Wilcox for taking over after the awkward and terribly... Yeah. Somebody yeah. had to. This, this one is also from John Lawrence, so can I pick another okay. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, John. Too many... Yeah. Unless that means something to you. Yeah. You can read it out and say what it was. James Sutton, the man with the tattooed face. Does anyone know about James Sutton, the man with the tattooed face? This okay, I'll come back to that uh, on another podcast. You know about that? Yeah, you know I know about, about that? that. Okay, you know, oh, thank you, Kathy. Yeah, have, have a fresh it's, one. It's okay. James Sutton's basically a bloke whose face was totally tattooed with, shall we say, fairly con- uh, 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 confronting tattoos, and then he was complaining that he keeps getting... Kind of harassed by the police. Oh right! Uh, you know I they think always I had that assume discussion that with my dad about forty years ago. When you had your confronting no, tattoos, no, just that that discussion about whether you you know like whether having a tattoo makes people prejudiced against you or whether you're you know like yeah, trying yeah. to say something to the world anyway. So. Which I mean, which shouldn't happen, but we all know it's going to happen. So mm. yeah. <laughs> okay, what have, what have you got there, Mark? <laughs> uh, okay, well, is this, is this, does it say Ruben Shade? Is that what it says? What's Ruben Shada, I Ruben would say that. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's hear it for Farmers Union Iced Coffee. Hooray! There we go. Yay! Okay, uh, okay. I, like those fa- I like those fancy ones. <laughs> who, who here doesn't know what South that Australian. means? South Australian. Who here is from South Australia? Represent! Oh, oh, there's one. And Garth. Garth. Come on. There's someone hiding there who I know is from South Australia who did not own it. No, no, don't. Don't turn around and imagine it's someone else I'm talking about, Mark. <laughs> Hi. So, um, can this I is, just this ask still? Yeah. Because there's a lot that I don't understand about this podcast, not only the, the mere fact that I'm here on it. 
<laughs> why you would ask me. But here I am wondering, what did you ask your listeners or your or your podcast subscribers? What was it that you asked them that that it, that, it, that brought these responses? Because so far they're not making a lot of sense to me. Wait, wait, you've, you've gone for another, another one. one. What happened? With, 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 you've gone ahead. We haven't even done iced coffee yet. Well, I can't <laughs> imagine what you wanted to do with iced coffee. <laughs> Unless someone wants to bring me one, in which case, yes, yeah. please. Well, if someone would like to bring Cathy an iced coffee, we're at the Royal Exhibition but Hotel, we, we, which we, I haven't said often enough. So, uh, public and frank, um, sorry, mate. I, yeah, I'll say that a lot more. Uh, during the break, don't, don't keep trying. We, we've got to deal with the ones we've got. That's the one. That's People the, that's the ice coffee. Oh, that's the ice, ice coffee. coffee the, Farmers the time. Union ice coffee from South Australia. It is one of the archetypical um, South Australian products, along with what's the brand Yogurt? of the oh. pies? Pasties. Oh. Balfour's pies and pasties, sure. and and <laughs> uh, Woody's lemonade. Rest in yeah. peace. Uh, can I have some more from the audience? Archetypical <laughs> South Australian product. This is this. You've, is e- you've even lost the smokers. The smokers have just left. By the is way, Hague, is Hague South Australian? Is it? No, oh, right. No, no, they, they were they were going to the footy. Oh, no, the glass leaves. What? Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so why are we talking about? Why okay. are we talking about South Australia? Well, I think I think because we're farmers unionised coffee we're struggling and, with and Reuben Charter's paid. No, but don't rush ahead. We've Still, what do you think we're going to say about iced coffee? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, all right. You're both from New South Wales. Let's have some archetypical yeah. New South Wales. I mean, this is like stop this is fondling like the my bad qual. days. I'm just going to fondle this qual. It's a it's a stress qual, and I'm just going <laughs> to. Unless you're seeing the video, just um, imagine what is happening at this moment. Kathy's, the, Kathy's no, fondling the qual. No, no, still, still, you have a Walkley Award-winning cartoonist and some guy here, and you're asking us <laughs> to talk about iced coffee. Okay, iced coffee. I mean, all right. I don't, you I want don't a necessarily. Have you want a Walkley? Oh, three. Thank you very much. Which is how many Sorry, more? I wasn't surprised at the fact that you'd won a Walkley. I was surprised uh, at the fact that I didn't know about it. You were surprised <laughs> at the fact that I agreed to Why come didn't on this somebody podcast. <laughs> what is a three times Walkley award winning cartoonist doing coming here on a Saturday to talk about ice fucking coffee? Yeah. Same reason I've got Australia's inaugural celebrity mastermind yes. champion. Oh, yes. Yes. As of this week, Australia's best satirist named Humphreys. So it's really. <laughs> an, an ex- an exciting time. And, but, oh, that'll get you, back. And may your reputation stay clean. Please, please. Yeah. But a tip, don't talk okay, about no, trans people. We can talk about trans people. Just don't say that Don't kind say of mean shit. things. Yeah, yeah. Should we go back to firming strategy? Because that seemed, <laughs> in, in hindsight, that did seem to be a much oh, safer we were, topic. We were so much younger and, and innocent then and the days of firming strategy. Yeah, because firming strategy makes me think of that dilemma that I have in headlines in particular. And my husband pointed out a headline to me this morning that he, he thought that needed discussion, which says, hungry for love. Inside the- oh, yes. Inside the orphanage trying to bring happy endings to Turkey as quake children. And my husband said, how could the ABC have got such a wrong headline? Now, can we read that again? Because it's, it is... Because yeah, when I read that, like, my fir- yeah. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. read that, my first reaction was like... What? And then it took a moment to appreciate the full horror of this headline. Yeah, so hungry for love. 
uh, in inverted commas, colon, inside the orphanage trying to bring happy endings to Turkey's quake children. And we're a little bit worried that the people writing the headlines don't understand Anything. Anything or else, <laughs> or else that it's, you know, chat GPT that's doing the headlines. And, and that is why firming strategy gives, gives me the same heebie-jeebies. Um, uh, and, and also any headline, um, you know, do you ever look at headlines and they're just a bunch of words and you have to read them several times over to know what they're saying because they do that thing of using nouns as verbs and things like that. And the one that really gets me is dogs. And so you've got bestiality scandal dogs rabbitos front rower or something like that. And you're going, where is the dog in this story? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, there's actually a technical term for that, which is crash blossom. Ah, okay. And I, I need to find the exact one which, which created <laughs> this. Uh, you know, excuse me while I just use the, uh, 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 the Google... But a crash blossom is a headline that's ambiguous uh, because of its uh, wording and punctuation. <laughs> and crash blossoms. where is... Oh, come on, it's got a name. There, there was a classic one that began and now you're not telling me what it is. I will find yeah. it in a minute. But, yes, that's a that's very... Well, that's not so much a clash, uh, crash Firming strategy. A firming <laughs> strategy. Uh, fuck this. Let's go to. Uh, uh I'm opening a new one. No, you're oh, not. No. We're Hang on. <laughs> you, got, you got questions from Chat GPT? Is that what yeah, you're yeah, doing? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going right. to play the thing and then we'll do. Play the thing. <laughs> right, here are some questions uh, provided by Chat GPT. We have five of them. So, what was the prompt that you put into Chat GPT? I will be interviewing two smart Funny people for a podcast. What are some surreal questions I should ask? Could ask them five questions, please. God, better not be about iced coffee. <laughs> uh, you'll love it. Number one: If you could switch lives with any inanimate object for a day, what would it be and why? Immediately think of the vulgar answer. Um, <laughs> no, please, thank you. No, no, no. It's it's in your mind now. Um, <laughs> the uh, an inanimate object. Um, Man, uh, based on how this podcast is going, maybe that SpaceX rocket. Um, <laughs> well, uh, and then explode. <laughs> explode. Explode. That's it. Uh, and an object I'd like to be. God. <laughs> okay, come, come, keep yeah, keep I, fumbling because it'll well, give Kathy more time to think about it. Make it look like, and then I'll look like I'm really spontaneous when I go, well, here I am. Yeah, I, no. I really wish I were a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still, still, have you got an answer for this? <laughs> no, I'm asking the questions, mate. This is not uh, yeah. sure. I, I, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to do what? Angelina Jolie's vibrator? I mean, what is that <laughs> the kind of thing we're looking for <laughs> well, here? That's what, that's what, yeah. I think that's probably yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's no. it. Okay, shall I go on to question two? I, I think so, but we'll come back to it because we'll be thinking about vibrators yeah. and other things. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think that. It has got hold of a copy, this is ChatGPT, has got hold of a copy of Richard Herring's Emergency Questions book because these all have very much the vibe of that. Do you know uh, British comedian Richard Herring? Yeah. He's he has a couple of books of emergency questions to ask right. during podcast interviews. Okay. And they're, they're often of this day. So his, his, I think his second or third book of these is called Would You Rather? Okay? Uh -huh. So here is number two. Would you rather... Yeah, this yeah, is it. Need, Would you rather fight one <laughs> horse-sized right. duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? 
And what strategy would you use to win? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Fighting a duck, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, it's, it's either one duck, horse, one horse-sized size duck. duck. So it's a You're big, big duck. Duck. Would I want to fight that? Or or a hundred, or is it a thousand? A hundred. A hundred. A hundred. Duck-sized duck sized horses. horses, so little little horses. The oh, I, th- I think it would be easier to fight the the hundred duck-sized horses. Why? Because you might be able to. Well, horses can be herded, can't they? So uh, you just uh, need to put a few. Uh, ducks you know, can be herded, can't duck, they? Well, ducks can be herded, but a very big, big duck. But I don't know. Yeah, if there's only one, can it be a herd? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. How? What is the minimum uh, number for please, a herd? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Question from the floor. Wait, wait, question from the audience. Do you, want to come, do you want to come over here? We do have a spare microphone uh, for this purpose. Uh, no, no, stop babbling along. Wait till you get to the microphone okay. and here we go. My question is, what are we allowed to fight these ducks with? Indeed. Like oh. Flamethrowers, yeah. flame what are we? Elon Musk does make flamethrowers. Okay. This is this is not working. That's is the it? way it's gonna it, be. No, I just think it's not the best use We'll of be Kathy fighting duck-sized line. horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just now, Mark, that. Mark, as she did that, you said this is not the best use of Kathy Wilcox's time. But I, <laughs> I would like to counter that because what just happened <laughs> was superb. It is has already gone they, to number one. They yeah. didn't even notice it. They didn't. Yeah. Even what, do you want to do it again? No. <laughs> no. Mark. Duck, horse. Yeah, no, I think a hundred. Yeah, I, I think I can handle a hundred better than I can handle one giant yeah. duck. And how rare um. it is in my life that I have to deal with anything that's smaller than me, and and a hundred things smaller than me is only going to make me feel even stronger. Whereas one very large duck will intimidate me, um, yeah. and and, uh, and possibly step on me. And I've always been afraid of things mm. that are larger than me, especially um, uh, uh, German and and um, and uh, Dutch dac- backpackers when when travelling in my twenties. <laughs> they were always much I was bigger than me. Where and, that was going for a and, moment. <laughs> don't yeah, tell yeah. you. <laughs> German and Dutch backpackers. They would they would they would back into me and step on me and stuff like that. In you know in in um in transit and. and yeah, so I'm scarred. So has, has sorry it, if I run away from you, Mark. No. When you're standing up, it's just because I'm afraid of being stepped on by tall things. Sure. On a tangent, has anyone played around with ChatGPT? Has anyone anyone used it and asked it anything? Yeah. Yeah. What, what sort of things have you asked it? Oh God, he Is, said. Did it have an answer to that? Well, we have mics up here. He doesn't have a microphone, so I'm going to be. Repeating. If anyone remembers a question, do you remember what you've asked ChatGPT? Oh, I've got. Trivia quiz oh, yes. question. Okay. I, t- I too. Thirty percent correct. Yeah. I too asked ChatGPT to write some trivia questions, and they were just wrong. Oh really? You know, it, it came back with complete grammatically correct, but completely wrong answers. I asked it to write a uh, Logies monologue. I asked it to see what would ha- if it were hosting the Logies, what would its opening monologue be? Yeah. And there were about three jokes in there that I swear are as good as, if not better than anything that's been on the Logies in the last twenty years. I was genuinely that's no. saying something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says, it says more about the Logies than it does about ChatGPT. <laughs> but I was I was impressed. I was impressed. Okay, yeah. I, I think it's all right. Well, let's move on to question three. If you were a character in a video game, what would your special power be and what would be your ultimate boss battle? I should have sent these to you in advance. So people do know that most of those TV panel shows where they do this, in in most of them everyone sent the questions in advance. Yeah, this is Um, why. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because because some of us are actually quite dull without preparation. Well... (laughs) 
<laughs> I think we just, or maybe we just don't live in the world, the realm of hypotheticals that will never happen. So. <laughs> for, those, for those of you here today and those of you uh, listening or watching on the live stream, uh, when this finishes, I'm going to lock off the live stream recordings. I will then re-edit and the, the raw recordings will only be available to my supporters behind a <laughs> paywall. Um, so what are you so trying to say? It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to think of an answer. Uh, I think it matters for the people that are here. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I feel very, <laughs> I feel they, very they, responsible they, for boring the shit out of the audience. So they, I don't they've, they've got yeah. alcohol. Okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, they. Well, actually, not all of them knew what they were getting into. So. So okay. Know. Repeat the question. If you were a video game character. If you're a video, if you're a character in a video game, what yep. would your special power be, and what would your ultimate boss battle? Be. Um, parking. Parking is a yeah. special power. Yeah. In fact, I already have that as a as a human. Um, yeah. But yeah, the parking gene and 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 the other day with my dad, he has the parking gene too. And me taking my dad to a thing was was amazing because we both so we because we got to pull out pull in to a, a an untimed parking spot just outside where he had to go, and it was like, do you realise, Dad, that this is the the, the perfect. The perfect synthesis of our powers is, is arriving here and being able to park here legally. That's awesome. Um, uh, I don't know about if, if if parking comes into video games very much. That's probably <laughs> possibly yeah. speaks of my lack of... Parking l- simulator 2.0. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. all buy that yeah. game. I mean, maybe I'd find that interesting as a video game because I haven't ever... I think I haven't played It's one of those games where, you, game. where, where most of the game is driving around the same block <laughs> multiple times or I up and down. Could to, do and you that. And you have to suddenly... Like, you've got to... Sp- this actually could work. You've got yeah. to spot the car park becoming yeah. available. And you've got to really get quickly. there before the other person and you've got to work out if your strategy is stay in one place and watch or if you're the keep moving, keep moving, keep moving because something's going to happen soon because you can't, you can't, you have to choose between those two strategies. You can't hedge your bets between the two of them because you, that's actually lost. really good. That's uh, given, given some of the little indie games that have been coming out in recent years, that's actually fantastic. And given premise. your audience still, I think somebody is going to be out there programming that one in no time. Half of them are in this fucking room. Let me just tell you. Yeah, well, the there, other right? half, well, <laughs> any of your audience, but, you know. Okay, Mark. Yeah, yeah. No, that, you got one good answer, so let's, uh, let's oh, uh, cash in our was. chips there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they just get better and better. Um, <laughs> Again, low bar. If you could make any one animal as big as a dinosaur, well. what animal would you choose and why? So you can take any animal you like and and make it, make it bigger. Huge. Make it as big as a dinosaur. Well, well as big as a well, dinosaur. Yeah. What, okay. okay, a snail, because I think a snail has had a rough go. I think the snail has had, you know, gets so many snails get trodden on and, it's, and they're so slow and they're in our, you know, they're on our... Pavements or sidewalks, so I'd like them to just have a bit of space for once and not be trodden on. So, in the interest of snails, I'm going to go snails. Okay, I, if I saw a snail that was you know ten meters tall, I would I would think twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you you'd would, think yeah. twice about treading on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, that that's actually a really good answer. I'll, I'll let it, yeah, all of that can go. We'll just come back to this question. Sure. Unless Kathy fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, still. Um, <laughs> No, well, I'm sort of thinking of those things that are small and by being small, it's actually the, the tricky, sneaky thing about them. Like, um, like if only sea lice were enormous, then I would be able to tell if there were a lot of sea lice in the water that day 
and I would know not to go in the water ah. and get bitten by ah, sea mice yes, because okay. they're tiny. They're, I think they're microscopic. Sure. But uh, at the next day I'm covered in a rash from, from sea lice bites wow. and the yeah. allergies. So, yeah, you can get behind that. I can see you're really yeah, feeling no, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, no, 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 because no, there was. Oh yeah, okay. Ah. I, I brought up on screen a picture of a bloke. Like if you if you look up the following headline, headline. on ABC News, flesh eating sea lice attack inspires John Birmingham's new horror comedy book. So there was wow. back in 2017, a 16 year old by the name of Sam uh, Kinazi was attacked by sea lice at Brighton Beach in Melbourne, and I won't turn that round. It's oh, a bit it's yeah. a bit ugly, but you'll find it. Think uh, of feet, but they're red. So, friend of the pod, John Birmingham, wrote a a book. Um, oh, come on, where's the rest of the title? They've ruined the joke in this story by not giving the subtitle. But John Birmingham was inspired uh, to write a brief novel um, based on this, uh, which he called Wave of Mutilation. <laughs> hmm? Yes, what lies beneath <laughs> in the sea. Wave of mutilation, what lies beneath. Yeah. Uh, and he actually, so you know how, there we go, there's the cover. Um, <laughs> much, much, as, uh, uh, much as uh, John tries to prevent anyone mentioning this, so I'm making another friend here, John Birmingham, is going to be really annoyed because he just did, and he wrote it in a week. The whole deal was this, came, this story came out on like a, a weekend or uh, Friday, well, Friday and then the weekend. He said, all right, by next Friday I'll have written the book. What's what's and he, what's a good title for it? Ah. And he wrote this book in a week and, I, I mean. And how did it go? Well, it's, ru- it's rubbish. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he only, uh, like he only charged about three bucks for it or something. It was just. Um, so that was a good answer. Back to chat GPT because this, this is all going so well. Um, no, no, I'm going to ask for some more questions, please. And Luckily, then we'll there won't up. be any consequences to however this goes, will there? Nobody's, this? Nobody's. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we should anything? open up to audience questions at some point, perhaps, still. Because uh, I think they know a little bit more about our areas of expertise than ChatGPT. This is. I, I, I just typed into ChatGPT more questions for the podcast, please. <laughs> and here's that if you could have a superpower that only works for mundane tasks, what would it be? But. Kathy's already done parking. Uh, if you could live in any fictional universe, which one would you choose and why? Eh, if you could eat only one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? These are all terrible. <laughs> yes. If you were stranded on a It sounds like we're at an eight-year-old's kids' party, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, look, can we have some adult questions? This, uh, uh, this uh, is... Here we I, uh, I, 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 I see what How, I've done Jesus. here. <laughs> How did no, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. How oh, did Jeffrey so Robinson obviously. make a career out of this? All right, yeah, go on. He did? Well, he, hypotheticals, just anyway. Oh, go okay. Uh, um, yeah, yes, Schmal. please. Right, we have an audience question. Uh, please, please come to the, the microphone and get in nice and close. Okay, so... <laughs> Audience question for the panelists is: Who is your favourite political character to satirise? Oh, oh, oh very good! Round of applause for the question. Who should we start with? 
I think I know Mark's answer. Yeah, well... Oh, Barnaby. Barabbas. Yeah, yes. Barabbas Loins. Yes. So for those who don't know, I do a character from time to time called Barabbas Loins. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> I mean, barely even barely even based on Barnaby Joyce at this point. But um, It has branched out into yeah. his own... <laughs> it's his own, yeah, his uh, meta universe. But, um, uh, I mean, there was... <laughs> the Barabbas Loins extended yeah, cinematic right. universe. But there was just that period where Barnaby was in the news all the time. And it was just that extraordinary thing where... You know, his his marriage broke down. He had the affair with the staffer. They had a baby. He questioned whether the baby, whether he was the father of the baby. <laughs> they went on Channel 7 and did a, you know, tell-all interview about it. It was just... To respect their privacy. To respect their privacy. That's exactly right. <laughs> and um, so that was just a golden age. Right. <laughs> Sorry. From, from yeah. the audience that's made point, yes, he did have the affair and then the marriage right. broke down. That is true. So that is often the case, yeah. too, when you do it in that order, yeah. And, and, and there was just that extraordinary photo, which won't work in a podcast, but I'll try and replicate it for the people here, just of him looking at uh, his staff of Vicky Campion and she had a little uh, short skirt on and there was just that uh, <laughs> incredible, just caught him in an she amazing She was, moment. as they say, a bit of all right. She was a bit of all right. In his way. <laughs> That's it. And um, so, yes, yeah, so a Barnaby. I mean, um, there's, there are people who I sort of am amused by, like in the Labor Party, Andrew Lee is someone who I, I find quite interesting. I I think, I'm not sure I to know to Andrew satirize? Lee. Well, not so much. As, I mean, just, I just think he's, a, he's, he's just someone to keep an eye on. I just think he's interesting. Just he's, he's a marathon runner. He's written, I think... Oh, yeah. I think he's... I, I, so I hosted the Midwinter Ball last year. And he's, I, a, he's actually got a PhD. Yes, exactly. He's actually... He actually does know what he's yeah. talking yeah. about. And, and, and he thinks about things. He thinks about things. Yeah. His whole thing oh, is oh, evidence-based policy. Oh, no, no, no. I know, we can't have these sorts of people in Parliament. But yeah, his whole thing is evidence-based policy as opposed to you know, act with your gut policy. And um, so, of, of course, he's sort of an outsider. And he was also one when uh, Labor had, I think, 30... Uh, they could only have... They could only afford to pay 30 shadow ministers, but they had 31 roles to fill. And he was the one who put his hand up and said, I won't take a pay rise, but I'll do the job. So he is... I think he might have... Integrity? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to five. He's three. Yeah, yeah. I, I have actually, I have. I now remember. I have actually met him at a, uh, a thing in Melbourne. Yeah, I've yeah. been interviewed by him on his podcast. Still. Yeah, it's going to be amazing how yeah. the, how prepared the questions were too. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm not sucking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to have a sook. Um, anyway. But what I will do is notice the time because, oh. Mr. Humphreys, you have a thing to go to. Sure, but hang on, what time, what is the time now? It is ten past f- three. Ten okay. past. Let me see how long it will take me to get an Uber to where I need to go. Kathy, do you want to ask the question I, while where, I do this? Where you have to go, I can give you a lift. Oh, yeah, Marrickville. Go to Marrickville. Oh, easy piece. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, you get when you take the speakers back to who owns it. No, when, I'll do that tomorrow. What time? Right. Are what? No. <laughs> uh, like ideally, about like mm, ten to four. Okay. Yeah. Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was going to wrap it because I, th- I think we've... But I, w- I think we, we want to hear who Cathy likes to satirise. Oh, yeah. Who do I like to satirise? Well, you know, it can be... We, 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 we lose the, the ones we've had, you know, with some difficulty. Mm. And, um, and, you know, we, we get used to the, the, the Barnabys and, oh. the, and the Scott Morrisons and the, and the Tony Abbotts and, uh, and, 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 and... And if I can say your cartooning style is, is kind of quite... Sweet and whimsical. 
in many ways. I mean, you're not, you're not a, you don't do David Pope with these really weird universes and quite distorted people. You're certainly not David Rowe with his nightmare visions. You're saying there's so, a sort of a Quentin Blake quality to it. Isn't <laughs> it? Uh, if I knew uh, who Quentin Blake was, roll, I would. Come on, can people tell them who you Quentin, know Blake? Who Quentin <laughs> Blake is? Come on, who? Roald Dahl um, books were illustrated I, by I, Quentin there's like Blake. Three hands up here. You know, I. Uh, <laughs> I ha- well, I haven't asked the question of it. All right, make some noise if you know who Quentin Blake is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Some people know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, here was a criticism from my son the other day who who is occasionally the person, a person I consult with a cartoon idea to say, do you think this works okay? Uh, and, and the feedback after I did a cartoon of Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson and uh, who's the other guy? Um, um, the, Sean Hannity. The, Sean, Sean Hannity. Sean the, Hannity. I was going to say the blocky-shaped guy. He's sort of blockish. Um, but I had Rupert at, the, Rupert at the table and and Rupert is telling them that, well, just as well we, we took the strategy we did of denying the election because, you know, it, the audience that we that we kept there means that we could afford to pay off Dominion for, for you know. <laughs> it was like yeah. it, was a, it was a business strategy. Um, was but, it a firming strategy? It could have been a firming strategy. Um, we'll be using firming. I'll try and work firming strategy into a cartoon in the next little if, while if in you the do, next 14 you, years oh, <laughs> if you do it if you do it within the next six, six months I'll send you a case of wine excellent okay I'll see what I can do so anyway the critique from my son of my drawing of Rupert Murdoch that he was not sufficiently scrotal <laughs> <laughs> I tried to work a few wrinkles in there, but just not enough. enough. There was not enough dangling stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) we we are pretty much out of time. So I would like you, please, dear audience... Rowdy or not rowdy enough, you should have been, but that's where we'll have to leave it. Would you please thank Kathy Wilcox and Mark Humphreys? And thank you also to Big Ian for lending me the PA and Snarky Platypus for logistical support. And special thanks to Public and Frank and all the staff here at the Royal Exhibition Hotel in Surrey Hills. And Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse for the bag. No, they're not paying for it. Fuck (laughs) them. Well, that's all the edict for now, obviously. If you like what you heard there, please go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip and do the needful. Tell your friends, all of that stuff. There will be another Public House Forum episode on Saturday the 27th of May, probably. Uh, Watch out for the details. There may be a regular episode before then as well. But until then, I'm still Garyan. Wash your hands. I'm not gone yet. Before we go, and another, 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 another enormous thank you to everyone who supported the crowdfunding campaign, the 9pm Hardware Refresh 2023. As I said before, this campaign paid for so much of the equipment uh, I used to create this podcast and many other things. Now, I've mentioned some of you wonderful people already. Uh, Here's a few more. Here's, well, there's 10 people who contributed a basic tip you're listed on the website, you know who you are. There's a whole bunch of people who contributed a slightly less basic tip in order d'alphabet. 
Adrian Carter, Alex Kidman, Andrew Barnett, Anthony Aegis, Benjamin Morgan, Bob Ogden, Bob Ogden again, hi Bobo, Brent Spargo, Daniel O'Connor, Daniel O'Connor again, Ewan Troop, Gavin Finlay, Grant Butler, Jim Campbell, John Avocado, who will never get to own a house, you know why, Jordan Whiteman, Lucas James, Matthew McBride, Matthew McBride again, Matthew McBride for the third time, good heavens, Sam Spackman, and one person who uh, chooses to remain anonymous, uh, buying one trigger word, you know how they work, Andrew Groom, Bruce Hardy, Christopher Neal, David Pope, Alana Mitchell, Emma Cooper, Frank Filipponi, who's always so generous. Hi, Frank. Gavin C. Gay Rainbow Anarchist, James Moore, Joanna Forbes, Joanna Forbes again. You know, people, you can you can just, like, pay double of the amount once. You don't have to keep doing the data entry. Like, oh, keep, oh, what am I saying? Keep giving me money. Uh, where were we up to? Uh, Jonathan Ferguson, Youpdevit. Lindsay Evans, Mark Newton, Martin English, Michael Cordova, Michael Keating, Michael Strasser, Oliver Townsend, Paris Lord, Paul Williams, Peter Blakely, Peter McCrudden, Peter Wickens, Rick Heyman, Rowan Pierce, Tim Johns, and four people who choose to remain anonymous. And finally, a, a new category I, I threw in recently, people who bought a personalised audio message. Folks, get in touch with me. I'll do the needful. Benno Rice, Mart Arkell, Peter Blakely, Sil Mobile, and one person who chooses to remain anonymous. If you'd like to join those people and support this, the, the, the most excellent podcast in the history of the universe, uh, you know what to do. Go to the 9pmedict.com slash tip. The 9pmedict.com slash tip. Bye. That's the way it's gonna be, little darling. We'll be fighting duck-sized horses, yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. The 9pm Edict is a Skank Media production. Sorry.